Hello, everybody. It is Friday, February 10th. What the Freak Live. I'm your host, Emily Mintaus, and I have my uh, amazing, amazing co-host. Yes. I just going to say the best one I've ever had. Ooh, <laughs> thank you so much. That means a lot. Rick Dunn with me tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rick, for tuning in this evening. And I want to say thank you, everybody, for tuning in, too. If you're watching via social media, we're on all kinds of platforms. But first, got to go to our radio listeners on 107.7. FM New Orleans. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I think it's probably they're in traffic right now trying to get home. So, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it, it's cool. you know, end of the day, winding down, cracking the first one. Open know, weekend. On Happy weekend, Friday everybody. Night. So, thank you, everybody. It is a big weekend, too. Super Bowl weekend. Oh, yeah. Who are you yeah. cheering for? You got know, uh... playing? I have a bunch of friends. I'm in Jersey, right? So we're not far from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. So lots of friends that love the Eagles. So just so that next week can be exciting and I can be a part of it and everyone has a smile on their face, even though it's South Jersey, uh, I'm going to have to say I am uh, would like to see those Eagles. And aren't you kind of bored with uh, Kansas City? Like, yes. Enough's enough's enough. Just a little little tidbit about me. Mm -hmm. I don't watch NFL, but every year I've guessed the winning Super Bowl champion. Every year. How do you decide? Every year. I'm going to say Kansas is going to win, but I'm shooting for Pennsylvania, and I will be watching that okay. Sunday. So I, I loved it when, um, not Pennsylvania, well, Philadelphia Eagles, I guess, Um I loved it when they won a few years ago and I was down at Applebee's, our local joint, and I was the only one cheering for him. And I'm like, I'm telling you all, I've picked this for numbers of years and I've always picked the winner. And they're like, you need to bet. You need to bet. And I'm like, the first time I bet I'll lose. So I'm not betting on the Super Bowl, but I, I I'm going to say, I hate to say it, Kansas is going to win, but I'm going to cheer for the Eagles. In I was Eastern, Ken Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> when y'all y'all don't have football team, who does that community like? Who is everybody's go to NFL team? Bengals. Okay. Yeah, Cincinnati. I, they're excited. So we we have a couple people here right now that's used, it says hey all um, go Eagles and things like that. It's Facebook user real quick. We're gonna go through this regular and we're gonna introduce our guests because we got so many questions tonight. So we are using StreamYard. If you're watching via Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Rumble, all these things, um, please go to StreamYard.com backslash Facebook. Give StreamYard your permission to use your name and your picture, and then you'll be come, come back on. If you don't want to do that, it's fine. If you're happy with Facebook user, please stay with us. Ask questions. The more questions you ask in the chat, the more we stay in the algorithm, and we love that. We love it. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in via social media. We love you all. We appreciate you. We have an amazing guest tonight. Mm -hmm. Like I never knew that there was like a micronation or anything in the United States. And I thought like I was pretty big in history. I do have a minor in Gilded America in college and I loved American history. And I never knew this. This came on like I saw a random TikTok video about two months ago or something. I'm like, what in the world is this? I was um, surprised when you told me who we were going to have on. I was say that again, but a little slower. And sure enough, um, I have uh, researched this amazing individual that decided, hey, you know what? Let's start our own country. 
Let's just do it. You know, everybody I talks about we're gonna do it. Can Sorry? anybody do it? I want to start my own country right here on May Street and Ashley can be like, I need your passport before you come to my house. <laughs> I don't you can't just make it, you have to take it by force. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. This is so interesting in many, many ways. It is located in Nevada. Before we bring our guests on, is President Kevin Ball. He's the president of this since uh, location since 1999, but it's been in formation, I think, since 1977 or late 70s. Um, before we, we are going to play the national anthem for him, and when, when this is over, he'll be on the screen. And anybody's watching via, but we're going to respect the nation of Malaysia. This is amazing and awesome. I love it. So here we go. And there we have it, the anthem for the Republic of Malaysia. And we have President His Excellency Kevin Ball with us tonight. Thank you, Kevin, so much, or President Ball, I should say, so much for coming on our show. We appreciate you. That was beautiful, though. Isn't that awesome? That? that is absolutely lovely. <laughs> Who wrote that? Did you write that? Yeah, I actually wrote the lyrics. Uh -huh. I Absolutely. love it. It was yes. beautiful. It was beautiful. Thank you for coming on the show. We truly yes. appreciate President it. President Ball, thank it you for being here. So anybody has any questions during our live interview here with President Kevin Ball uh, via social media, please, please, please ask. We will try to get to those questions as soon as possible. Uh, we appreciate your viewership. Please share this out. It helps our guests. It helps our show. It helps our network that we're on. We love you all. We appreciate you. So Kevin Ball, President Kevin Ball, I have so many questions. <laughs> so I heard. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, you started a country in the United States and no one really knows about this at all. How well, did that happen? I mean, actually, a lot of people know about it, but not yeah. everybody. Uh, maybe at East Coast, maybe the government people know, but like I'm in East Coast. We're both in East Coast, Rick and, and myself. So maybe East Coasters might not know about this. Uh, might not. I mean, we have a pretty good uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we even have um, we look. even have TikTok. <laughs> so, yeah. Look, the word's getting out. Media. Okay, They're, everyone's gonna know about this amazing powerhouse of a country of Malaysia, 
and the rest of the country is going to take notice. All right. I promise you that we're coming oh, out. Of the world. Thank you. <laughs> I have Especially a question. With current politics in the United States. I'll just put that little tab in there. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have, you're going to have a lot of, a lot of political refugees coming <laughs> soon. So let me, let me ask, let me start here. Sure. I think every, every, I say every, everybody, right? Everyone's always had the dream of, man, I'm going to start my own country. For me, it's, I've always wanted an island, right? Just on an island somewhere. I don't, I don't, need, I don't need much. Just give me a little island. Sure. You start your own country and you decide to make it a republic and you're the president. Right. Why did you not choose to go the monarchy? I'm going to be the king of this nation. Well, Malaysia originally started out as a kingdom. It was, it was known as, uh, the Grand Republic, even though it was a kingdom, the Grand Republic of Wolfstein back in 1977, uh, when it was founded. And we had a king, King James, and I was I was the prime minister. Uh, but King James moved on to other things. I stayed with the idea of having our own country. And uh, in the late 1990s, once, once we got territory here within northern Nevada, um, the, it, I changed the name to the Republic of Malasia. Republic fit me better. Um, there are a lot of micronations out there. Malasia is what's called a micronation which is a tiny self-declared country. And uh, most of them are kingdoms or, I don't know, duchies, there's some empires, all that kind of thing. I didn't really want to be a king. I want something different. And uh, so uh, Malasia is a republic, at least uh, in name. Now, I am actually the dictator of our nation, so Malasia is basically Hell a dictatorship. Yeah. But uh, most, you know, most dictatorships are, are known as republics, at least in name, if not in practice. Well, that was one of my questions I wanted to ask. I want to know if you if you consider yourself a dictator, if other people in, in that community consider yourself a dictator. It will, you know, from American standpoint, dictators are kind of bad. But honestly, I would come live in Malaysia. <laughs> well, I mean, our, our our dictatorship, our Malaysia itself, is sort of modeled on, um, I guess you could say, a time in American politics when dictatorships were not all that bad, as long as they weren't communist. And so there was a time when uh, the U.S. snuggled up to, uh, or the other way around, to uh, dictators uh, pretty much all over the world, as long as they didn't support, uh, support communism. Some were pretty rough. But I am actually a benevolent dictator here in Malaysia. Uh, my citizens are uh, very happy that I'm in charge of the country, because that means that they're not. And uh, they much rather have someone else be in charge and not them. So I guess it's a dictatorship by acclaim. <laughs> and, and you raised up in this. You were prime minister before you became the president. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how old were you? Because the 1970s is not really that far away. My my son would say that's antique. He even says the 80s. Yeah, is well, it's, it's coming up on 46 years ago, so it's a little ways away. So I was 15. How, yeah, I, I'd love to know more about that. Um, and, and just doing a little bit of research. So you were military. I was. Mm -hmm. Okay. What 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 branch? What year was that? And where were you? Uh, I was in the United States Army and then the Nevada Army National Guard uh, okay. for a total of 27 years. Oh, wow. Thank so you for your service. With Malasia. But, you know, those two are two separate things. And and uh, that's okay. I'm retired from the military now. So Amazing. It's been okay. And so you and King James decide, hey, we are going to start um, our, our own empire. Like, how does that conversation start? Like, Well, we saw this old movie, this Peter Sellers movie called The Mouse That Roared. Uh, the movie was actually made in 1960, and we were really 
um, influenced by the uh, the imagination and creativity of this tiny country that, that is the centerpiece uh, of the movie. And uh, so we decided we were just going to start our own nation. You know, like I said, inspired uh, by that movie to start our own nation. And uh, like I said, he was the king. I was prime minister. And I just stayed with it. And we continued to do our thing for a little while until he moved on to other things. And uh, I've always been intrigued by, you know, politics and geography and so forth like that. And, and uh, I just uh, really enjoy the idea of having a country and then what you could do with that idea, which is really, I think, what most micronations are. So the, the mantle was handed down to you, correct? Um, I think the mantle was probably always me. Uh, King James wasn't really as into it as I was. <laughs> so it's kind of always been me since 1977. <laughs> well, since you were 15, right? Yes, since I was 15, yes. Wow. That's right. Okay. So we're talking about military and things like that. I want to know, like, do you have law enforcement there? Like the population, who gets in trouble? What's allowed into this country? Like, do you have rules, a constitution, like all that stuff? Well, that's a lot. But so let's, yes. back. let's start from the beginning. We do have law enforcement. Um, but first to say that Mwasi is a very law abiding country. So don't, we don't really need too much law enforcement. But our chief constable, uh, who is our daughter, she's 19 now. Uh, she is in charge of law enforcement here in the Republic of Malaysia. We have a lot of our own laws and our own rules. Uh, and then, of course, just to keep the peace between us and the United States, we kind of tend to follow their rules, too, because they're much bigger than us. We don't want to, you know, roll up the driveway and squash us one day. That'd be kind of a bad thing. So uh, anyway, but yeah, so and we, yeah, we have our own laws. We have our own culture. Uh, we have a lot of holidays. Pretty much everything that a country has, we have here in the Republic of Malaysia. So with your military background also, do you have a military base in yes. Malasia? Yes, Malasia has the Malasian Navy. That's right. Even though we're in the middle of the Nevada desert, we have our own Navy, <laughs> which is 100% composed of inflatable kayaks that we actually no, okay. take out on nearby lakes over the border in the U.S. <laughs> Theoretically, you invade, you invade the United States with your Navy. Well, I mean... We, don't really invade. We just conduct <laughs> military exercises on okay. nearby waters. <laughs> so. uh, we, we have a question from a viewer. I, I'm sure she means this. What does a house go for in Malazi? What's the house values there? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. We only have one house and it's paid for. So, uh, <laughs> so what's the population of Malazia? The total population is 35. And uh, that's all, all family members. Malasia is a family nation. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so you can't, like, come in from another place and be uh, a Malasian citizen. I guess maybe, I you know, if you, if you marry, a, you know, one of our kids or grandkids or something like that, you can. But that's about it. Tell me about tourism. Do you we have, tourism? Um, we, we welcome tourists to Malasia. Um, because we're such a small country, we do it on defined days. So you can't just, like, wander in any time. Uh, we actually have... I think seven tours a year uh, on uh, on Saturdays, like the third Saturday, something like that, April through October. So basically during better weather when it's not, you know, cold or snowy or something like that. And uh, we average about 200 plus tourists a year. Um, they come well, from we all can, over the we world. We need to build that. We need to build that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, we definitely need to. So the one house thing, I, I do have a question on that, and we can go back more into tourism here. Is that the presidential house? Yeah, we call it government house. Yes. Really? Like mm -hmm. we have the White House, so you you, you have well, a government. actually, actually, I have two offices. I have an office inside government house, and then I have the presidential office, 
in a place that we call Red Square, which is outside uh, uh, outside government houses. It's where most of our uh, government buildings are, the Malasia Post Office. Uh, we have a trading post there, trading company, uh, as well as my own office. Uh, we even have our own bar and grill uh, there in, uh, in Red Square. So, Do you have a hotel? We don't have a hotel. Uh, we've gone back and forth about that. But we're such a small country that if we start welcoming people overnight and so forth, it'd be kind of invasive. Uh, so we don't, uh, we don't. But there's uh, there's accommodations over the border in the U.S. <laughs> that might be might be more enjoyable than uh, <laughs> than staying here in Malaysia. <laughs> Sandy made a comment. Um, if you were to launch an online course on on how to do this, what you did, you would be a millionaire in a month. Uh, and I completely actually, agree. I there is, I actually have a web page out there that kind of gives you. I wouldn't say a step-by-step, but close to a step-by-step of how to start your own nation. Um, It's really not that hard. Is that Um, on the webpage, the Malazia webpage? Yeah, it's on our website, and there's like some extra extra links on it, and it's it's got a thing that says uh, how to start your own micronation. What's that? What is your your relationship with other micronations across the globe? uh, We have friendly but informal relations with other micronations. We don't engage in formal diplomacy. Um, we just tend to be friends with them. Micronations tend to go, come and go rather rapidly. So if you get all formal with diplomacy, you're going to lose track really quickly. Who's still even around? Uh, when I mentioned that, that Malasia was founded uh, when I was 15, that's like the average age for uh, micronationalists. Uh, the difference is that that's been 46 years ago now, and I stuck with it. And a lot of micronationalists, they don't necessarily, they drift off to other things or whatever. Might come back to it later in life that kind of thing. Is there another micro nation in the United States that we're not aware of? Or? There are probably hundreds. Absolutely. Really? Yes, absolutely. Just Google Holy micro nation okay. and you're going to come up with so many of them. If they have a website, it's there. A lot of them are don't have a website, but they'll be on like Facebook or uh, um, Instagram, something like that. Um, you know, on social media primarily, that's the platform for them. Uh, but there are several webs- several micro nations that uh, you can actually visit uh, in the United States, besides Malasia, uh, differing levels of, of uh, seriousness in what they do. Um, for example, there's one called uh, Slojamistan, which is down in Southern California. Uh, basically, it's based off of Malasia. They came visit us and then started their own nation. And uh, the uh, the ruler of Slojamistan actually has his own radio show. Well, I have a, oh, I had a friend yeah. message me. I had a friend message me. This is funny. He okay. knows way more about Malaysia than I do, and I tell him not to tell anything because I'm learning this straight from you. But okay. He wanted me to ask one question because he's not going to be able to watch tonight because he's working. Okay. Kick Asia. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was yes. Tell us about April 9th. You know about Kick Asia. Really? That was thirteen years ago. Day. That was a long time ago now. Wow. Oh, my well, gosh. I did not know about that. I did not know that you knew yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what happened was everybody. the official story was that the Kikassia people uh, invaded Malasia and took over, threw me out as president, and uh, then they basically ran the country for a short time till they decided it was too hard, and then they quit and put me back in charge of my own country. That's the official story. Now, the actuality yeah. is Kikassia was founded by a bunch of guys from a website called that guy with the glasses.com. There are a bunch of video game re- reviewers and, uh, and uh, movie reviewers and so forth. Um, and th- they gathered once a year in various places. We were, I think their second 
anniversary gathering, and they made a movie about throwing me out and and uh, and, be, and taking over the country called Kickassia. I really recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to film when they were here, and so check it out. It's on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. About an hour and a half. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm gonna yeah, have to look, look this up. Kickassia. Kickassia. It, it was a lot of fun. It really was. <laughs> and the irony is, a lot of people thought that. Molossia was founded to as a part of Kickassia as a part of the movie, but we were around, of course, way before that. <laughs> and then they, they just sort of came in and made us a little bit better known. <laughs> Catherine well, asked we... a question. Um, is this just a way to avoid paying US taxes? Actually, no. We do pay US taxes, but we call them foreign aid. Uh... So we, we give the United States foreign aid every year. And I mean, you've seen their roads. They need all the help they can get. So we are there for them. He you know, we're to there to help. Appalachia. President okay. Kevin Ma, gonna... next time you're in Appalachia, you need to message me. I will give you a tour. <laughs> that changes a lot of my plans because I had already planned on shipping up one of those little uh, micro houses to the corner of uh, Malaysia and setting up shops. So no, I was thinking about the same thing, Rick. Like a small home, like one of those Listen, like five hundred. If he's got good Wi-Fi, we can do the show from Malaysia. Yes. We yeah, we're, yeah, we're, that we're earning income in another country. I can't yes, tax that. Come on out, come on out and see us. And and uh, yes, Nevada is known for Vegas. Do you have casinos in Malaysia? No, there's no casinos in Malaysia. Okay. Again, we try not to. We try not to run afoul of the U.S. and their laws. And in the state of Nevada, because casinos are big business, you don't mess around with that. You either have a license or you just stay right out of it. Because <laughs> you get in a lot of trouble. So this might switch us over to money talks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we had somebody miss it, message. I know this backstory of this because I researched you a little bit and I see you watch some videos. But um, we have Jerry uh, on here ask about what is the deal with the cookie dough? And okay. That that goes with the money, right? The currency that indeed. you all have. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. Malasia's money is called the valora, which means valuable in our second language, Esperanto. And uh, it is oh. based not on silver, gold, or platinum, anything useless like that. No, it's based on chocolate chip cookie dough from the cookie dough standard here in the Republic of Malaysia. We like doing things a little bit differently. That's it. As the first lady likes to say it, uh, we're rolling in the dough. Huh? Get that? That was a joke. I love it. I love <laughs> right. that. Hopefully you have that as a t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. Cookie rolling dough in the dough actually, Cookie dough is actually part of our culture here in Malaysia. And so... What we will do okay. occasionally is have what's called cookie dough fests, where we eat raw cookie dough, which is now safer than it used to be. Yes. Eat raw cookie dough and, and watch bad monster movies. So it's that's a kind paradise. Of a Malazi is an absolute paradise. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. We think so. so. Bad. <laughs> do you need a passport to enter Malaysia? Asked uh, by Jerry. No, you don't really have to have a passport. Um, we encourage it. Um, a surprising number of our visitors actually do bring their passports, even though they're just from right over the border in the U.S. Uh, we encourage it, and we'll definitely stamp your passport if you come uh, come visit our, our country. Okay, so it's not necessary, because I sent this out to a bunch of friends, and they live out west, and I'm like, we're going to go visit that. We're gonna, I said, I think you need to have a passport, so they don't necessarily have to have you it. don't have to, but it's a lot more fun, because we stamp your yeah. passport, you know, and that way you get that feel 
of leaving the U.S. and visiting a foreign country. Which but it it, it kind of feels like Vegas is a little bit foreign country, too. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and makes me think <laughs> that what happens in Malaysia stays in Malaysia. <laughs> well, yes and no. Pretty much anything happens here. Probably going to go on one of our social media things. So, you know, if you come visit <laughs> and we take your picture, it's going to be blasted out there for everyone to see. So <laughs> Do you have diplomatic immunity in the U.S.? Uh you know, I've never actually tested that theory. <laughs> Probably because we don't really mess up too much more over there because they're kind of who, big and scary. <laughs> who does control your social media, a.k.a. the propaganda czar? Uh, that's primarily me and the First Lady. We're, okay. we're sort of the folks that run pretty much everything with the Malassian government. Uh, our, the rest of our citizens, like I said before, they're just happy to let us go ahead and do it. And, and they just go off and do whatever your average citizen of your average country does with their lives, so you, I guess. You mentioned you have a daughter who's 19. Um, yes. I assume she went out of the country to go to school? Uh, yes, we don't have a school here in Malasia. We have basically, well, we had, now that she's graduated, we, we had basically two exports here uh, in Malasia, garbage and our kids. <laughs> so t- tell me about your kids going to school um, in the United States of America. Right. And that, and and when they're at school and their friends find out that they live in a different country, walk me well, through actually, that. Well, actually, that was a little bit, a uh, little bit confusing, especially for our our my our daughter, Alexis, our chief constable, uh, because she grew up with Malasia. When she would go to school, she herself was a little bit confused. Uh, uh, when when the teacher asked, "Well, you know, where do you live?" You know, schools are like a county thing, and there's different communities. Uh, where do you live? And she's like, "Well, I live in Malasia." <laughs> and, and so now everybody in the uh, the local Story County School District knows where Malasia is and knows what Malasia is. Good for her. Um, we got, we got that a question. One question. Hold oh, on, okay. hold on. If okay, I want go ahead, same... Rick. No, go ahead. Sorry, I got. Oh God, not. No, well, sorry. We have a ton. Right. We talked about this. We have a ton. <laughs> if I wanted to send you a letter, how would I address that letter? Um, I have. A, it's an address thing. Actually, actually a contact page on our website instead of me just like rattling off here that no one's going to remember it. So you go to our website, there's like a contact page, but uh, it, unfortunately it has to go through the U S postal system before it gets to us. Cause we're inside the United States within mm-hmm. the United States, if you will. Uh, so we have like a regular street address that uh, things get delivered okay. to. And then we, uh, we take it from there. If we could get that change to Malazi, that would be amazing. Like that would be, you know, the, the icing on the cake. Absolutely. So All right, wait, sorry, Jerry, no, you're good. Jerry has a question. Ask President Bob about joining the Navy in Malaysia. How does somebody uh, join yes. it? Well, we used to have a program where you could do that. We had a thing called the Malaysia Naval Academy. Uh, but then we had a problem with the website. And so uh, it, some, some kind of functionality issue. So the Naval Academy no, no longer exists. We did for a while, for quite a while, have a lot of honorary members of the uh, Malaysia Navy and we've even had a few of them come visit Malasia and uh, participate in naval exercises. Uh, I would say in our nation, but we all know it's not in our nation. <laughs> this is amazing and mind blowing to me. I've never heard of anything like this before. And I, I want to say thank you. It's it's already 730 our time at Easter Standard Time. So if anybody's watching this via social media, we appreciate you. We have President Kevin Ball, the president of the Republic of Malasia, that's located in the state of Nevada, he created a country that pretty much, 
I mean, I know the Eastern side of us, I did not know about this. And it was <laughs> mind blowing to me when I saw a little thing on TikTok about it. I'm like, what the heck is this? I got to find out. And so if anybody's watching this right now, please, please, please give us comments, ask questions, share this out. We love you all. Thank you for tuning in at 107.7 FM New Orleans. We love y'all. We are What the Frick Live. I'm your host, Emily, and um, my other host, Rick, is with us tonight, too. So, oh, my goodness. So, the 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 currency, I want to go to currency and banking be, because, you know, we, we mentioned the cookie dough. So, is there a banking system with your currency? Absolutely. We have the Bank of Malasia, and that's who issues our currency, and that's who also, uh, you know, keeps track as our you know, repository of our, of our cookie dough that backs up the currency. Uh, and so, yeah, of course, of course you do. We, we, as I mentioned before, we have everything here in the Republic of Malasi, our own postal system, our own bank, our own currency. You already heard the national anthem. Uh, I will say one thing on the opening, you had an interesting version of the Malasian flag that doesn't actually exist. I don't know what that is or where you oh, got it. But that, the, but the, that it. That's what you look up and it's like, Five, 10, 15 images of yeah, it. That, it's, it's the it's the blue, white, and green. Right, but the, the one but the one you had there out. had like it had like diagonal stripes with our with our our, uh, our coat of arms in the corner, and that's that's not it. That the art it's just basically blue for the sky, white for the mountains, especially in the winter when there's snow, and green for the desert, especially in the springtime when well, it's I'm raining. very sorry. I'm no sorry. worries at all. Well, that's, that's one of my questions because the United States flag, it, it, the stars, the stripes, and everything means everything to us here in the United States. So does those particular colors and the stripes, does that mean anything to Malaysia? Oh, yeah, sure. Like I said, the blue is for the sky, uh, which we almost always have blue sky here uh, in Malaysia. And uh, the white, again, is for the mountains, which is right all around our country, uh, especially in the winter. There's a lot of snow up there. Uh, hopefully not down here. We don't really want it down here. And then the green, the bottom stripe, is for the desert in springtime when the sagebrush blooms. Uh, it turns this, this sort of kind of a, a lime green, and it's really, really pretty. So, well, if you're from here, it's really pretty. If you're not from the desert, you probably don't appreciate it. But anyway. <laughs> so. I was thinking like purity and like... Yes, all those head. things too. Yes. Your, I, don't honestly remember, I don't honestly remember all that. There is definitely purity and honor and so forth like that for uh, <laughs> but it doesn't come up as much as the, as the blue sky and so forth <laughs> so for potential tourism right walk me through the journey to get to malaysia yes. like what's your typical uh travel look like for somebody um actually we have a lot of well a lot of our tourists that come are really from the local area uh from reno or carson city or something like that or they'll drive over from california which is only about two hours away uh, that kind of thing uh, but for other folks, some actually fly in and they'll fly to the Reno airport and, and then they get in a, get in a car and drive on over to see us. Uh, we How have far a lot of folks drive? That, that, uh, that are road tripping and they, tri they travel across the U.S. and they build their vacation around our uh, our travel days, our tourist days. I'm, seeing. I'm sorry. So, How uh, far are you guys from the Reno airport? About 35 miles. Okay. Something like that. Yes, absolutely. And we're just down the road from uh, the Nevada town of Virginia City famous from, you know, the old TV show Bonanza and so forth. And uh, so when folks get done visiting our country, a tour of our country only takes about an hour and a half. So when folks are done visiting our country, we encourage them to go up the hill and go uh, go visit Virginia City. How close are you to Area 51? Um, both Las Vegas and Area 51 are about six to eight hours south of okay, here. Okay, so, you, okay, yeah, so right. yeah, we're a long way away from those places. 
But we've been by there. That counts. <laughs> it counts. So it counts. When, when you look up, you know, Malaysia and, and everybody, you know, when you're doing your research, figuring out, hey, there is a country within the United States, you, you find this very intriguing story about the war that you're currently involved with. Uh, yes. um, I, I have, I'd, I'd love for you to hear, I have, I kind of want to tell the story, but I would love to hear your version of exactly what is going on, how that started and where we are today. Absolutely. I I'll embellish okay, if you well, need to. I'm glad you asked that question. It's kind of a long story. I'm glad you're sitting down. Um, so, up until 1991, uh, from the end of World War II till about 1991, the nation of Germany was divided basically into thirds, and the eastern third was a country called East Germany, which was a communist country. Now, when I was with the United States Army, I was stationed in then West Germany in the uh, early 1980s. I was prime minister of Malaysia back when it was called Voldstein, and as armies tend to do, they would get us up in the middle of the night, we'd jump on our tanks, we head over and you know, be, be prepared to repel the communist horde, who fortunately actually never came. Uh, but they woke me up one too many times. So as prime minister, I declared war on the nearest East Bloc nation, which was the aforementioned East Germany. Hell yes. Declaration and everything. And then I forgot all about it until about, I'd say, 12 years ago, going through the files and the records of the Ministry of the Closet. And I said, well, there's a war declaration, East Germany. Wow. Gosh, East Germany's long gone. And I discovered that, in fact, East Germany is not long gone. Hold though, on, time out. Though, time out. I thought East I thought East Germany was gone. That's no, that's what they want. That's what they want you to believe, Emily. That's what they want you to believe. Hear me out. Now, hear me out. Okay, hear me okay. out. Listen, listen to the rest of the story here. Okay. Uh, so, so I did a little research and I discovered that the nation of East Germany is not entirely gone, even though East and West Germany unified in 1991. Back in 1973. Fidel Castro of Cuba gave an island off the coast of Cuba to East Germany to become East German territory. Kind of a symbolic thing, but it was still, you know, basically East German territory. Well, that island was not mentioned in the unification treaty between East and West Germany. And so it still exists as the last remaining piece of the nation of East Germany. Now, that island is uninhabited, except yeah, for marine iguanas, and they just don't care. And Allegedly. so our war with East Germany continues and has now gone on since 1981. So is that 40, 41 years, something like that. And will probably go on forever. We're basically uh, eternally at war with an uninhabited island off the coast of Cuba. And that is our East German war. So, and you can so buy war you, bonds to support our for war. For you to win the war. Junior, hold on. War. You can buy war bonds to support you can buy war bonds? his war. Yes, we do sell war bonds. That's we actually fine. sell a lot of war bonds to support our war against East yes. Germany. It's kind of a mainstay of our economy. Most people probably don't even know that it's not no longer there either, to be honest. It, it is, it's well, I mean, there. it's, it's there, there, but it's not like how it was no, back in no, the day. There's no, nobody on the island, but that's why the war goes on. If there was somebody there, we could probably arrange peace. So uh, that's I mean, why the war continues probably forever. You've got this beautiful island in the uh, Caribbean. Maybe... Maybe we get the Navy together. Maybe that should be Malaysia. And we take well, it. We take should it back the time, Should the time ever come when the United States allows tourism uh, in Cuba, it's a good possibility that we'll travel there and we will then arrange peace. But who knows when that's going to happen because that whole thing comes and goes all the time. In the meantime, we're pretty content to have the war go on. It gives us 
an internal enemy with whom to be uh, to be perpetually at war with, and we can blame all of our ills. You know, something of a pipe burst or something. <laughs> we can blame those East Germans. Blame communism. So, so, but to to get peace, what what would you settle for, President Baugh, to have peace? What, oh. <laughs> what would the, the East Germans, East Germany, have to do? Uh, I don't want, I mean, since there aren't any. You don't want it. There's no I think we would probably, we probably have to go there and uh, just declare victory <laughs> over, over the uninhabited island and all their iguanas. <laughs> I mean, to plant the Malaysian flag yeah, in we definitely the heart yes. of East Germany, finally destroying, you could be the person who finally destroys communism. That's right. And, East and that communism, gone, yes. <laughs> and, and the, I love it. That's amazing. I love that. Um, so that that's the story of our never-ending war. Well, speaking speaking of of in um, wars and other in uh, not Germany, but go to Greek. Do you all have Olympic games? Do you all represent yourselves in Olympic games? Um, we don't. Not not in the uh, Olympics that everybody excuse me that everybody knows about. But we actually hosted some micronational Olympic games uh, back actually back in two thousand. And then there's been some off and on ever since then that we've occasionally participated in. Uh, but Micronation Olympic Games is a little easier because that, you know, wow, organizing that Olympic Games is kind of like Micronation Olympics. <laughs> Sorry, I'm writing this down. I'm, that, I'm at that age, President Ball, that I have to write things down to remember it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I can go back and look go back at this uh, Micronation Olympic Games. Yeah, I absolutely. I know that. That was a long time ago, 23 years ago, but it was a lot of fun. It was kind of, kind of like cat herding, you know. It was a, it's tough to organize micronationalists because they're kind of like do their own thing kind of people, and so. But it was fun. We had a good you, time. The population of your country um, over the years have you seen it, it continuously expand? Was it ever larger? What was the the most people you had living in there at one time? I think what we have right now. Our population of 35. And just to note that not only are we a family nation, but most Molossians don't actually live in our country because it's a very small country. And so, but they live in the surrounding area over the border. We call them expatriates. Uh, but um, we are uh, continually expanding because our children are now having children. And so it becomes one of those, you know, exponential things as kids have so kids. <laughs> you have a line of succession? Yes. The okay. first, my first lady. Uh, she is a few years younger than me, so she is my designated successor. She says okay. she's going to change the flag to purple and pink when I die. Uh, anyway, yeah. And then probably or possibly the chief constable will be her successor or perhaps one of our grandkids, something like that. So it really depends on who takes the interest and who has the energy to keep the country going. So this dream that you had 40 something years ago, I mean, the legacy that you're leaving is quite impressive, especially oh, the fact um, so many people are, are involved with this. And with that, I'm, I'm on your website and just going through and, and you have a visitors and flag counter. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So you have there, lots of countries visit, you know, and there's tens of thousands of people from multiple countries. And then yes. you have 683,000 people, 683,000 people clicks from the United States. Oh, yeah. But, that, but that's not the most. No. How in the me. world, what is China's fascination with Malaysia? I, you know, I don't know, uh, but they absolutely love us there. And we get a lot of correspondence 
uh, from China, and uh, I send a lot of souvenir postcards that way. So <laughs> <laughs> almost seven hundred thousand clicks or views from oh yeah uh -huh. China. We're, we're definitely big in China. <laughs> so I have a question about the gel. I, I had it on my paper, but we also have a, a watcher watch. Ask about the gel. I was talking about like, does your earlier previously is um, when when the children get in trouble instead of time out, they go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what happens in the jail in Malaysia? You know, again, Malaysians are very well behaved people, uh, but we actually mostly use the jail for tourists. When they okay. come visit the country, we'll put them in jail, take a picture, and then they're back out. We actually give them a get-out-of-jail-free card, just like the Monopoly game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Rick, you have a follow-up with that? i got to look at my... my uh, I've checked off a lot, so we've moved a lot in this show, actually. I'm very impressed by what we've been talking about. Your relationship with the local community, the, the town, uh, the county in Nevada, right? What's your relationship mm -hmm. in terms of like the, the leadership there, local county? Um, is it a, is it a positive, not a positive it's, relationship, but it's is it definitely a, a positive relationship. Um, I would say we're fairly well known in Nevada, but here, let's, let's all practice that together. It's not pronounced Nevada. It's pronounced Nevada. Come on, you guys can do Nevada. it. Nevada. Nevada. And you pronounce it Nevada, we'll probably kick you out. So wow. <laughs> okay. But we do have a we do have a positive relationship uh with uh the, the nearest town is the town of Dayton, uh, which is just right over the border. Um uh, from from Malasia. And then a little bit further on is, is the is the capital city of Carson City. Uh, every year in Carson City, we're in a thing called the Nevada Day Parade, which is a celebration of Nevada statehood, uh, admission to the uh, Union back in 1864. And uh, we are very, very well received in the uh, Nevada Day Parade. We're always we're always in that parade, waving and smiling and so forth. And then there's also a parade in the town of Dayton. We're in that, and in, in, uh, in there we're very well known on the uh, on the Nevada Tourism website. If you go to the Nevada Tourism website, uh, you can click on there. You will definitely find us. We're all over the place. Uh, on that website. So we're, we're one of Nevada's tourist attractions now, I guess. <laughs> I say so. I mean, you're on my bucket list. Definitely. Oh, thank no, you. Definitely. I'm coming. I'm coming to Malaysia. For sure. I mean, anybody who's out there, you know, you're, you're driving through, um, taking a road trip, especially anybody who finds their way in Reno, right? Like that would be an awesome, um, little, little detour for a Absolutely. day. Try to plan it on when you guys are open for tourism. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Definitely do that. Um, we, because we have other things going on uh, during the year, um, we really funnel everybody to that wants to come visit to those tourist dates uh, uh, because we have other stuff happening in Malaysia all the time. So uh, and that's important. People always want to visit us in the winter, and I don't is, ever want to give a tour of our country when there's snow on. But... Is there specific rules that we need to abide by when we're in Malaysia? Oh, there's all kinds of different rules, and I actually will. I'll read them to you when. Uh, when you come visit, uh, it's kind of one of the things that we do when you come to custom, the customs uh, shack there at the uh, at the border. Uh, but there's a variety of rules. Uh, let's see, you can't play the drums in the bathroom. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, <laughs> sunshine is guaranteed. The mass is not really a rule, but we definitely promise that for you. And almost always there's sunshine in Malaysia. Our weather is perfect 
in velocity, about 70 degrees. It only rains at night when it's not inconvenient. Wow. But we're so we're so close to the U.S. border that their crappy weather blows in all the time. So sometimes we have to, you know, we have to kind of deal with that. So anyway, but uh, yeah, and you have to keep the elephant, your elephant on a leash if you've got one. Uh, there's, yeah, no walruses, uh, things like that. Well, we, we got some stuff like that in Kentucky. We can't walk a chicken down Main Street at noon on weekdays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, but I mean, weekends I, is fun. Oh, <laughs> and in fact, in fact, quite a few of our, of our weird laws in Malasia uh, were adopted, bar, borrowed from weird laws over the border in the U.S. Uh, for example, uh, you can't let off a, a nuclear device in our country unless except you get a very large fine. That's actually adopted from Salinas, California. Now, I'm not sure who's going to be left behind after you let off an atomic bomb. Yeah. Do, 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 you have, do you have but, any of that weaponry there? Are you considering? Yeah. Well, they, they, no, they have to protect no, themselves. It's a crazy <laughs> world, have, okay? All we have in Malasia is a couple of muskets. So, <laughs> That's a potato launcher. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Our entire Navy is inflatable kayaks. So, I mean, if you do too much shooting, we're going to sink. You, I, I remember reading, um, you, your public calendar, um, is, is a very exciting one. It has very unique holidays that you guys celebrate. Yes. There was one day of the dude, I think is the one that popped out at me, but can you oh, share yeah. what the inspiration of that was and maybe some other exciting dates? Well, you guys celebrate? The, day of, the day of the dude is, is literally adopted from the movie, the big Lebowski, uh, with Jeff Bridges and, and uh, that's the day we actually uh, drink white Russians and go go bowling, probably actually go bowling and then drink drink white Russians. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> but actually we have, we have a lot of our own holidays, and of course many that, that you would recognize from from the, the American calendar uh, here in Malasia. Uh, we're a big fan of just about any kind of holiday where there's food, because we do like to eat, and so and so, so we recognize, for example, Chinese New Year. Uh, uh, shout out to. The folks from New Orleans, we do Mardi Gras. That's coming up here pretty soon, I think, towards the end of the month. And uh, just any number of different things, as well as, of course, recognizing my own birthday. That's President's Day, uh, things like that. We even have a, do a, a, a day, the day of the, so what is it, the running of the dogs was to celebrate the dogs of Malasia. So How about Kentucky Derby Day? We Kentucky. do not have, the, we don't, we don't oh, have horses come on. in Malasia. Well, we have wild horses in Malasia. Oh, they, they come through a lot, but... Uh, there's no horse races. That, that might be needed. Be new. Y'all can watch it and just party and have fun and get yeah. hats. We, we <laughs> do our absolute best. <laughs> they have a moon pie festival. We also, do. Which, yes, yes. Yeah. We, cel we celebrate moon, moon pies in Malasia. <laughs> and if we can get it, we'll have the whole moon pie and RC thing. But RC cola is kind of hard to come by <laughs> in this area. The other, um, the other micronations that you guys have from what i remember is that there's there's like a micro nation convention mike is it is it yes. some microcon uh -huh. is it yeah it's called microcon um, how often is that where is that? we actually have that every couple of years on odd years we had it in 2022 because we had to skip 21 because of uh of covid but uh we're gonna have another one coming up in chicago um at the beginning of the end of june uh that'll be the next microcon and it's just really fun to gather together uh, just micronationalists from basically all over the world and get their ideas of what makes a nation and uh, and uh, just sort of sort of a meeting of ideas and so forth. It's not like a more like a convention rather than any than a uh, not like uh, making policy or anything like mm -hmm. that. Kind of more like a fun get together and just uh, just showing off your nation and seeing what you've got and 
there, like I said, there's a lot of other micronations out there. Um, I'm going to pause for a second here. My phone is actually about to die. Oh, no. <laughs> so hate to tell you that. Let me see if I can plug it in and we can carry on. So Okay. I'll, I'll take Just let, wave at me and let me know. Yeah. Talk okay. amongst yourselves there. Okay. There we go. Holy smokes. I, I still have two more questions left that I'd like to try to squeeze in. we got like eight more minutes left and we can let him go. I, I mean, I'm sure everyone else listening, as well as myself, is like, man, you know, like, what am I going to and where am I going to start a micronation and what am I going to celebrate? Like, it's a lot of dedication and devotion. So I applaud him for sticking with it. You know, imagine everyone has like some crazy idea but you know he stuck with it him and his buddy came up with a good idea when they're teens and here he is still living that same dream that's impressive by itself uh, i want to know uh, hopefully you're okay right president i Bo? think so okay. i think it's all right we, but... we just got about four minutes left hopefully okay. uh, and we let you go and then we close out our show but um uh, if somebody wants to move to malazia or i mean can they build? You won't allow them to build on no, land? Uh, Malasia is, again, Malasia is a family nation. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of folks that want to come here. We have inquiries every single day uh, from faraway lands, but uh, there's no room, there's no room for additional citizens in our tiny little country. So, uh, <laughs> any, so any opportunities to expand in the local community into the United States? Um, we have our eyes actually on a piece of a property over the border in the U.S., right across the street from uh, from us. I know it's weird to say right across the street from another country, but anyway, uh, we might expand there eventually. Um, but again, that would still be like family stuff. That'd be where the where members of our family would live. Still in Malasia, but anyway. So, but uh, yeah, no, that's it. We're pretty limited on what we can have, and so and we're happy with that. And I have I have one final question, and then Rick, I'll let I'll let you close out. Um, okay. So can the U.S. come in and close you down? Like what has to happen if the U.S. decides, hey, we don't like Malazia, we don't want them part, like what are they going to do? Bring an army. Well, we certainly well, hope that, that wouldn't happen. I mean, we don't have any beef with the U.S. and they don't have any beef with us. They let us do our own thing for, for almost 46 years now and they haven't complained. Uh, you know, we don't cause any problems or anything like that. I suppose if they came in and, you know, rolled up the driveway with the, uh, you know, bristling with weapons and law enforcement and so forth, we probably have to, you know, shut down the country. They're bigger than us. Like I said, we only have two muskets and we're not going to get in a shooting contest with the United States. That that literally never ends well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, thank you so much um, for joining us tonight. Um, greatly appreciated for everyone. I mean, there's a ton of information. Their website is at malasia.org. Absolutely. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, the pictures alone are fantastic. Uh, tell us anything else. Where else can we kind of find find you and, and interact with you um, and your community or your uh, We also have, um, well, we, we, again, we welcome tourists during our tourist days, during the warmer months. Um, we have uh, lots of social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, even um, TikToks. Uh, the first lady started doing that for us and so forth. Um, the one closing thing, but hopefully the phone doesn't die. I can't really tell if it's going to or not. But anyway, the one closing thing is I, I would like to encourage people to uh, start their own micronation. Uh, it, it's not as crazy as it sounds. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it could be crazy if you take it too far. Uh, <laughs> maybe you don't want to do that. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh yeah, we encourage folks to do it. Just use your imagination, creativity, and and hoist your own flag. Start your own country. Why not? 
Yeah, no, yes, why not? That's and we can find that information on how to start off your website, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And all, I think it's time for courses, uh, President Ball. I think you need to do some courses there. Maybe people mm -hmm. will pay for that. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm considering it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Absolutely. It has been my pleasure. Yep. Thank you. Um, this has been super, one. super fun. We yep. appreciate Hopefully you we very, will, very much. We'll be in touch. We'll, we'll stay we'll in touch. All right. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Stop it. The president of Malaysia, micronation within the United States. Where do you start your own micronation and what are you going to name it? <laughs> Voorhees, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. Um, Ambassador I, Jerry, he's been on here making making comments too. So yeah, Republican. Yes. Peace, so, peacekeeping Jerry, mission to Malasia. Yes. All right, that was a good one. Um, That's awesome. I am telling you, I have never heard of this before. It was mind blowing to me when I was first. I was like, I never even thought of a micronation within the United States. Do we have enough time? But I have questions still, though, because this happened back in the late seventies. That's a lot of see, cult stuff. Mm, you know, we got Charles what? Manson and everything. Could you make a micronation <laughs> off a ranch? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I could go steer, you know, true crime, serial killer, all that kind of stuff. I'm surprised you didn't. I was waiting for you to drop that connection, especially when they started talking to. about Cuba and Fidel Castro. I'm like, oh, my I God. Know. She's going hard right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. A, I just didn't bring it up. The end of a very exciting week for you, Emily. Um, congratulations on making it through. Oh my goodness, it's been one heck of a week. I'll just tell you that. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. And I told you, Rick, I was born on Friday, March the 13th on a Friday night. And you're going to learn. You're going to learn anything weird, unusual, anything. It happens to me. And if you don't believe me, ask my mom. She'll tell you. It's right. the whole family. But anyway, we have a super big, huge weekend coming up with Super Bowl. And then Valentine's Day on Tuesday. Oh Happy God. Valentine's Day, everybody. Go out there and celebrate your partner or whatever the one day out of the year. You should be celebrating them every day. In my of, of course, but yeah. that's my mom's birthday. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day like everybody else does. So uh, happy birthday, Mom. I love you. Happy birthday, Mama. We love you. <laughs> so we'll be live again here next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on 107.7 FM New Orleans. And um, on Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we'll be live. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. We will be with yes. Carl Johnson next week. He is a demonologist, worked with uh, on The Conjuring, if y'all watch those movies, with Ed and Lorraine Warren back in the day. He's one of the very first demonologists that come out. He actually discovered that home and gave that to Ed and Lorraine to help work out what's going on. More so he's, he's been on all kinds of different television programs. We'll be live next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Carl Johnson. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Happy Super Bowl weekend.